Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Good Grief. My name is Dr. Christine Malone, and in this podcast, we talk about trauma, tragedy, and survival. In each episode, I will interview someone that has gone through grief in some way, and we will discuss the impact it has had on their life. By sharing these stories, we hope that others won't feel alone should they be going through similar situations. Enjoy. Here we go. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. My guest today is going to talk about the loss of her beloved grandmother um, and how that has impacted her in her, in her life and um, as she's gone, she's her own kids and so on, and how that's all worked out. So, um, guest, if you would introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about your nan. Um, uh, I'm Kim. I'm, I have three, three boys. Um, one is six, two and 10 months. Um, I've been married to my husband for about 10 years. Um, and my nan, she was pretty awesome. She would do anything and everything as much as she could anyway for, to help out. Um, she would watch my, well, all of us, well, when we were out of school and stuff, but she would watch my brother and my little cousin, um, one day a week. And she kind of carried that tradition on and would watch Ben for me one day a week, um, while I was working. And then, um, we were always out at her house for like dinners and, um, or like we would go out and do like crafts and, um, for the different holidays. So for like Halloween, Thanksgiving, um, go on shopping trips all the time and just like really hang out. And anytime we were bored on the weekends, we could just call her and be like, Oh, what are you doing? And we could go over to her house at any point and, or she would come over to ours and, um, she was pretty funny. She cracked me up all the time. <laughs> she was pretty awesome to hang out with. So, so she's a pretty important part of your life. Um, and your um, oh, yeah. siblings and your cousins and so on. Everybody was really close and so on. So, um, she was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, I know there wasn't a very long time between the time she was diagnosed and the time she passed. So, um, how did that time go when you knew you know she had this illness and? you know, were there things you did do or didn't do during that time that, um, you know, to make it so you, I don't know, more special, whatever you want to say for during that time when you knew she was, she was really ill? Um, we, before we found out she was sick, I remember her always saying like her sugars were never under a hundred and when they were, she was really excited. Um, but after we found out she was sick, we really tried to, um, to go over there all the time and um go out and do things and um when she shortly after we found out she was sick it was during covid and so we had to be extremely careful um we did the whole social distancing thing and um she was even like nervous and scared to give ben a hug um because she didn't want to catch covid because she knew if she did she probably wouldn't make it much longer. And um, so we were really careful. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't see any other family. Um, we really stuck to ourselves. And um, so during that time, um, I was also pregnant with my second son, uh, Sawyer. And um, he was three months old when, she, when he passed or when she passed. 
And so during that time, I remember um, my nan would stop by my mom's house while my sister was watching Ben. And she would stand at the gate and they would stand at the porch and like blow each other kisses and um, try to catch it. And then I remember one time I called her. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. And I was like, can we come over? And she was really apprehensive about it. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Just like keep your distance. And um, we went over there. And I remember we were sitting on her back porch and um, she was sitting down on the steps and Ben had come up and sat next to her. And she just kind of gave me a look like she was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Um, and I was like, well, we haven't been around anybody. We've been at home. And um, and during that time, I was working at the Ever Clinic. And so I was like, I haven't even like brought my scrubs into the house. I changed before I even come into the house and um she Ben ended up giving her a hug and then that and then she kind of just like you could see it like she melted and she was like really happy and I was like so she gave him a hug and a kiss and then from then on we were over there at her house weekly um I would when she was really sick like towards the end I made her like a little gift basket and I brought like a blanket her favorite soup um, her favorite snacks, like warm, fuzzy socks, because she was always cold, <laughs> uh, sweats. And then um, I would also bring her dinners weekly as well, too. So so were your, um, I know you have a brother and a sister and some cousins. Were they all kind of in the same boat with you as far as wanting to spend time with her and trying to get together? And I mean, I know COVID, so many downfalls to COVID, and this is definitely one of those stories, but um, was she able to see everybody else during that time when she was sick? Yes. Once we, like, one, because my mom would stay away from everybody unless she had to work. Um, same with my brothers. And Matthew was doing online school. Um, so he wasn't around a bunch of people. And so they would also come over weekly. And then same with my cousin and, um, well, cousins and my uncle and all that. We would go over there weekly. I'd talk to her on the phone if I didn't see her that week. Um, and I think that was the same with everybody else. Yeah, that makes sense. So tell me, how have you, from the, from the time you've lost her to now, I mean, what have you done to take care of yourself and to not be, you know, depressed or upset about things um, on a regular basis? What works for you? Um, just talking about her really helps. Um, I try to like feel my emotions that way. Like I don't push them off and they don't like build up and get worse over time. Um, me and Ben will talk about her all the time. He uses his hand and pretends it's his heaven phone and he'll like call her and talk to her. <laughs> and, um, I think I've just like made sure I've gotten myself out of the house and talk to my husband whenever I like I've been feeling down or I'd go do her favorite thing like go to the um Howarth Beach or um take Ben to Mikey's because that was their thing so um and then I have a ton of videos and so I watch those and look at videos or pictures with Ben and then Ben and her would also send um voice messages back and forth to each other so anytime that would happen, I would make sure I'd save both of their ends. That way I can go back and listen to it. Um, and 
I think just getting out of the house really helps. And like, I still have a really hard time going over to her house. <laughs> um, I can't really do it and doesn't feel the same. Um, but I do things that she likes. And then for her, like her birthday, um, we will make a dessert or we'll have her favorite um, dinner and we'll get together with my mom and we'll go and do that for her. And um, we'll have the kids blow out candles. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. I love the heaven phone. That's awesome. So um, I know Ben's going to remember her or at least keep it, her memory alive. How are you going to keep the the memory or at least um, knowledge of her for your other boys too? Um, for Sawyer, we have um, just like a handful of pictures for him. And I have pictures up along um, the wall. And for her funeral, my mom made this poster board of pictures with her and everybody else. So she has that up at her house. And um, we talk about, oh, like there's your nan. And we'll point to her pictures on the wall. And um, he's only two. So I can't really tell him too much about him, about her right now. Um, but she knows he knows who she is. He'll point to the wall and say, Nana. And I have a feeling she comes like I believe in like them coming around and in the afterlife and um showing us signs that they're here. And I honestly believe like he's talked to her at some point because they'll just be babbling and like looking at the wall but nobody's there. <laughs> and so he knows who he is she is. She, she he can point to a picture. And he'll say like, oh, Nan, or get all excited and go, hi, Nan, like out of nowhere. So, and then the youngest one is 10 months. So once they get a little bit older, we'll definitely tell them a little bit more about her. But me and Ben, we talk about the memories that they've had together all the time. So. Yeah, no, I, I love the the, the, the thing about, I, I believe personally that children definitely can pick up on, on things like yeah. that you know, the visiting and all that. I, I know that from my own experience with my own kids that, you know, they seem to sense and, and understand. Maybe it's because they're more opening, open to it. I don't really know, um, to those, those visits I think so. Um, and so on. I really, I really, I really believe that because like I said, I've experienced that myself. So tell me, um, what are the things that you miss the most about her? Um, probably everything. <laughs> um I it, honestly like it still doesn't feel like she's gone to me um I still feel like I'm gonna hear from her at any point but obviously I'm not <laughs> um I don't know but um yeah it's just sorry the rooster <laughs> um it's been hard definitely so um I don't what was the question sorry <laughs> what you miss about her so my my thought as I'm talking to you um Kim is about you know missing someone that you um had such a great relationship with uh and how wonderful it was to have her in your life throughout your life um not all of us have that I didn't have that with a grandparent so I I envy you on some level where I'm like wow I wish I had had that but um obviously the pain of losing that person is, is very real. Um, but you get the wonderful memories of what it was like to have her in your life. Um, the influence she had on you, the advice she gave to you. Um, um, I know you know this, but my listeners don't, um, Kim actually worked with me 
um, your nan worked work with me. And um, when I was looking for a um, babysitter or nanny for my kids, she recommended you and had nothing but wonderful things to say about you as her granddaughter and a responsible person. And I think you might've been 16 at the time you were, you were young, um, but she had, yeah. she had nothing but wonderful things to say about any of her grandkids. And it was so obvious to me that she adored you all. Um, and this was prior to when I became a grandmother myself. So I didn't quite get it as much as I do now that I have my own grandchildren, but um, I know right. she absolutely adored you all. I mean, it was, it, to me, I was like, wow, you're willing to like miss work to spend time with these kids. Can't you see them on the weekend? Right. Whereas now I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I would give up anything to spend time with my grandkids. But um, I think you were, right. very, you were, you were, you were very fortunate to have some, uh, you know, a nan who was just so, um, so involved in your lives and, and, and really cared so much about um, you, your kids, your siblings, your cousins, everything else. I mean, family was very important to your nan, very important. And I think that's um, so, um, such as things to bring up. So um, I would like to know, you know, what would you, if you were, if someone's listening to this episode and they are anticipating, you know, they, they've been given this diagnosis that is life limiting for, you know, someone they care about their grandparent uh, or even their parent, um, what would you say to them? You have X number of, you know, months likely before this person passes. What would you say? Hey, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you touch on this. Make sure you have this conversation because it's so important. So do you have any thoughts along that line? Um, Definitely make sure you're spending as much time with them as you can. Um. And definitely take as many pictures and videos as you can because that's all you're going to have left um, after they're gone. And uh, like be in the moment too with them at the same time. And so it's hard to be in the moment and then remember, oh yeah, I, I would like a picture or um, something along those lines. Because I don't have as many pictures and stuff as I would like. Um, I was I was always like in the moment and not remembering oh I need a picture or because a lot of the times like I did forget like oh we only have x amount of time she was only given like three months for her like first diagnosis and then she ended up going like three years um after she was first diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um but definitely just like be in the moment take pictures when you can like um record that way you have things to go back on on those days where it's just really rough because there are days where it's a lot easier than others and um there could be one day where you see like like her favorite animal was a hummingbird I could see a hummingbird and then I'm in tears <laughs> or I can think of just like a story or I look come across a video of her and then I just, I'm just like up in tears and like I'm like oh my gosh I miss her so much and then like the next day I'm like oh like I can look at back up those pictures and smile so it's just it's nice to be able to have those to look back on so definitely take pictures videos spend all the time that you can with them because it means a lot both to you and to them to be able to have all that time spent together so I'm I'm sure it does on both levels so um, I think you've already alluded to this, but so when you're feeling super um, sad, missing her a lot, um, what do you do to take care of yourself? I 
well, when I'm a sinner a lot, I try not to look up the videos and stuff because it makes me cry even more. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll look at those or I'll like take Ben, oh, well, all the kids, and we'll go do something. Um, I'll go for a walk. I'll just get a change of scenery. And that really seems to kind of help bring me out of it a little bit more. Or if my mom's off work, I'll call and talk to her. Um, all of my siblings are working. So it's just me at home all day with the kids. And so I usually wait until they're off work. Or um, Alex calls me on his lunch. And I'll talk to him then. But um, definitely like just a change of scenery helps. And just getting out and doing something helps on those days. Yeah, so so self-care is very important. So definitely. Um I already mentioned this, but um knowing your your nan as I did working with her and hearing her talk about her grandkids, I just want you to know she was extremely proud of you. She was um always talked about how uh, intelligent you are and how you were gonna make something of yourself and how wonderful you were. So um she was yeah, she was very proud of you. So know that I'm, I'm sure you already do but i just want you to tell you from the perspective of someone who worked with her you know to hear her talk about you was um was always like wow okay this is <laughs> this is great but she was genuinely right so in you know completely um you know in love with her kids or grandkids she was the 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 moral model for you know the person who who the matriarch of her family who took care, such care, good care of her family and and loved them and let them know how much she loved them and um you were very lucky you were very lucky to have her so um is there anything else we didn't love? have that from good go ahead good oh i was just gonna say we didn't we didn't have that from my dad's side so it was nice to have it from at least like one side <laughs> yeah no i think she, i think from my perspective um i think she 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 definitely filled a lot of that role to really especially you know hearing what how, how you felt about her and how you feel about her being gone i think she definitely was very important and um you know cared about you guys so much but i do want you to know that and i'm not trying to say that just to, to tell you that but i want you to know um the things she had to say about you specifically was um was just so she was so very proud of you so very proud of you and that you followed in her footsteps in your education yeah. to medical assisting um i'm guessing you were named after her except the same first name so um you know she was just yeah just very attached to who you are and were and how she felt about you so um if that's any, I'm, I'm sure I already know that, but just well, she shared that with her coworkers as well. So she was definitely not, not someone to um, be shy about how she felt about her family. So I always admired that about her. Right. So, so is there anything else you would like to share um, about, you know, how you feel or how you felt about her or her memory or anything before we go? Um, she, I don't know, like she was always very present it was always nice to have um I even Sawyer has her middle name um and I don't know she was just pretty amazing and <laughs> I wish that people live forever <laughs> and um I think that's that's really it I just there's just so much to talk about and so many memories that I have with her that it, it's just it's a lot so it's definitely nice to have <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I get that for sure. I do. I get that. And, and kind of keep it alive in your, your own head and, and but take care of yourself, take care of yourself as well. So when you're having those that's moments right. of, you know, you're, you're sad or, you know, really missing her, um, again, that heaven phone, I just, I wrote that down because yeah. it's a cool concept. I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyway, that, that is a beautiful thing and I'm glad you're he just that. walks around and he's like this and just oh. puts his hand up to his ear and just having a full-on conversation like she's talking that's back so to him that's so, so sweet cute. That, that's so sweet that's so sweet it's not gonna make me tear up that's very sweet that's very very sweet so well Kim thank you so much for being my guest on this podcast it has been a, a pleasure to talk with you talk about your nan um again because I have my own personal you know um, relationship with her having worked with her for a few years I remember what a great person she was um and hearing her stories about her her grandkids um I mean that she was she was the model for people who worship their grandkids <laughs> so, right. and then of course great grandkids with your kids too so um again I I I, I miss her as well I I'm can't even imagine um having such an amazing person in my life for my own you know grandmother whatever so um you were you were you were very fortunate and I'm I'm glad that she can lives on with you and your family um as you move forward through life me too <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of good grief to hear more about my personal story please pick up a copy of my book the day I became the spider killer a memoir of trauma tragedy and survival available in paperback kindle and audible via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online book retailers.